Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and I've got the D-Gen himself, Rich. What's going on, Rich? Hey, Arch, how are you? I'm just trying to stay healthy up here in Chicago, and I'm sure you're probably trying to do the same, as well as everybody else who's uh, listening in, just trying to make the best of this uh, unusual situation. It's very unusual. Uh, we've never seen anything quite like this before, have we? Especially as it impacts horse racing and sports. Now, I have nothing like this in my lifetime, and hopefully hopefully nothing like it again in the rest of my lifetime, however long that might be. Um, I certainly, I certainly, I'm sick and tired of the stay at home already. Hashtag stay in. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for hashtag the hell with that. Hell with that. Well, Rich, what does this mean for like horse racing? What's going on with the Triple Crown, the Kentucky Derby, everything? What's going on? So as it stands right now, Folks at Churchill Rounds, they announced that they're going to postpone the race in the, from the first Saturday of May and rescheduled it for the first Saturday of September, which I think is September 4th. And uh, in the Preakness, which is uh, usually a Pimlico in Maryland, they haven't made a decision what they're going to do yet, but said more than likely they're also going to move to September. So I would suspect that um, you know, the order will remain the same with the Derby first, followed by the Preakness, and then you're going to have um, folks at New York have just shut down racing as of yesterday, so tracks aren't running. Prior to that, the uh, New York Racing Authority or Association had said that they're going to, um, you know, run Aqueduct and Belmont as scheduled, but they hadn't made a decision on the Belmont stakes. My guess is that with the tracks being shut down by the governor yesterday that you're going to find uh, the folks at Belmont will keep the order and probably move the race. And it's just a guess, speculation, that they'll move to Belmont uh, until October. So that way you'll still have the triple crown in the, in the order. And it, it still makes the races that are uh, derby qualifying races relevant. Now, across the country, you're having some different tracks making different decisions. 
for the most part, most tracks have decided they're going to continue with racing. So it's kind of like the only game in town. Mm -hmm. That and I guess uh, Australian rules football, those are the only two things still going. So <laughs> I'm studying up on Australian rules football and how to make uh, you know, wagers there. Pretty soon I'll know all the terminology. In all seriousness, uh, some of the smaller tracks that were closer to the end of their meet, like Perth, uh, Perth Paradise, Sunland Park, They've decided to cancel. I know in Ohio, the governor kind of shut everything down there. So Ohio tracks, I think, are going to be closing shortly, too. But for the most part, most tracks are running. Most major tracks are running. Just with the essential personnel, the jockeys and the horses, no fans in the stands. And, you know, it gives at least people an outlet to go to their uh, online OTV and throw a few bucks in and, you know, and have a little bit of action, uh, you know, to keep them kind of occupied at the stay home. Yeah. Movement <laughs> progresses. Yeah. We're, we're all jonesing over here for stuff to bet on, you know, I'm betting on video, uh -huh. ga video games. So, <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that my son said that NASCAR is the first one that's going to put out like a, like a virtual league, I guess, if you will, virtual racing. Yeah. And Dale Jr. I think it's some other people are going to do it. I, I told my son many, many years ago that I think by the time he's, he's dead and buried, hopefully a very long time from now. I wouldn't be surprised if virtual sports actually replaces uh, human sports. The athletes won't complain, and by the time 100 years go by, you probably won't be able to tell the difference on your television screen between something that's been created and something that's real. No, I think so. And, and uh, you know, I mean, the big knock against the NFL is if your quarterback blows his knee, you're done. Your season's over. Virtual sports, you won't get there. Right. Yeah. Not, not only that, but virtual sports, I think it's going to be more interactive, so it's going to bring in the actual spectator as a participant. Mm. So you might be a 400-pound couch potato sucking down a bag of uh, sour cream and cheddar ruffles and still be the number one quarterback in the league. There you go. There you go. See, I can take on Mahomes. I'm ready. Let's do it. I, I, you know. yeah, me too. <laughs> I can press the next as fast as anybody. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So what are we looking at? Is it Saturday? It's Saturday at Fairgrounds down in the Big Easy mm -hmm. in, in uh, New Orleans. Uh oh, they have the the, Louis, the Louisiana Derby. It's a Grade Two race with a million dollars uh, jackpot that's going to be carried between the winning horses. So it's a big race in terms of money. It's also a big race in terms of its importance for the now delayed 2020 Kentucky Derby, as it's the first race of seven, I think, that offers 100 points to the winner. Ooh. 40 points, uh, qualifying points for second place. So that means that the horses that finish first and second are going to be in this year's Kentucky Derby, provided you know they're healthy enough to run and all that kind of stuff. So right. they'll they'll qualify. And the third place horse gets 20 points. So any horse that has 20 points already, and I think Modernist has 20 points already. So if Modernist, which is uh, one of the favorites in the race, were, were to finish third, he could qualify as well. So you could have as many as three horses out of the 14 in the field find their way into the Kentucky Derby race mm -hmm. in, uh, in September. Okay. So it's a very important race. Uh, it's um, it's a mile and 316. Which, okay, Rich, uh, which which race number are we looking at? Which one is it? Oh, I'm sorry, it's race number 12. 12, okay, it's the last last race of the day. Okay. Last race of the day goes off at 549, uh, 549 Eastern. Ish. So, yeah, it'll be the last race on the uh, fairgrounds card. And, again, there's 14 races in the uh, – 14 horses in the field. And <clears throat> fairgrounds, it, it, it's not a common distance to run a, a mile and three sixteenths. 
if I took a look at all of the races of a mile and more, and there is a slight speed uh, speed bias where 60% of the horses that get out of the gates first quarter mile, first half mile, and running in the top three. And the interesting thing about this deep field is you would think with 14 horses, you'd have a great mix, fast horses, horses that like to come from the middle, horses that like to come from the back of the pack so that you can employ all sorts of strategies and they'd all be in play. There's really not a lot of speed in this field at all, uh, at least not in their uh, sure. historic past performance results. You don't see a whole lot of one. If I see three horses that are gonna uh, that are probably gonna lead the pack, it could, depending upon how they run out of the gates, could lead the whole field around the track from gate to wire. The first horse that I see like that is called Bell's Bayou. Um, Bell's Bayou, sorry, and it's the three horse. Actually, a pretty good odds too on that horse. I believe it's eight to one. Eight to one right now. Yep. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if those numbers come down. Now, this is a horse that is uh, making its third start off the layoff, and in its second start, he went out and ran. So he ran a mile in a mile and a sixteenth or a mile and eighth in his last race, and he went out and ran fractions very similar to the fractions he ran when he won and broke his maiden in a six for a long race. So think about that. That would be like a, someone who's running a, you know, basically a 150 yard dash and runs, you know, a four, two, four, he runs a, you know, a 10 second hundred and basically, you know, runs sprinters times all the way through. So I found that to be pretty impressive. He should be better in his third race off the, off the bench. But he's kind of the horse I'm looking at as a long shot that has a chance take the field from beginning to end. Yeah. And his fractions were a lot faster than any other horses at a long distance. So that's kind of my long, you know, value play to collect. It's actually is my top pick to win. Mm-hmm. The second horse we have in there is, is Modernist. And that's a horse that just won. One of the two Risen Star, uh, Star Stakes races at uh, Fairgrounds, so the same track, a little bit shorter of a race. And he's another one that basically he, he laid off the back of the horse that led the race. Um, that horse who uh, he followed was also in this race. His name is NY or New York Traffic. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in any case, that unknown call will have to wait. Um, and he just hung up on good. So uh, New York Traffic, he was leading that leg with modernist right off his tail. And then after half mile, Mark Modernist took over and you know, ran off and won the race. Mm-hmm. Those are the two horses I think that can get out from the lead. New York traffic or NY traffic will be uh, up there with them. He just fades late. So I think he can go out there, try to set the pace, uh, and maybe run a little bit too fast, which would give the closing horses a little bit of a chance. But I really suspect that uh, the jockeys uh, will take um, uh, take Modernist and Mog Bayou out in moderate time. So if the race, if you're watching on TV or watching on your computer in the first quarter mile, is running around 24 seconds. Now the race could be over for the closers at that point, because that would be slow enough for those two to have, you know, strong enough legs to make it to the finish line before anybody else could catch it. So that's kind of what I'm looking at at front. Now for horses that could come off the, off the pace, enforceable is the number 10 horse. It's the, uh, he has semi-favorite at 72. Uh, he finished second uh, behind Mr. Menominee in the other 
Risen Star Division. This is a horse that starts in the back all of the time. In the last few races, I think he finished, he started 11th of 11th, 11th of 13, and 8th of 8th. So he likes the view from the back, and he likes to try to make his way up to the front. One of the problems here, in my opinion, is that because the field is loaded with stalkers and closers like he is, they're all inside it. I think he's a 10 post. The two faster horses, Modernist and NY Traffic, are two is outside. So they're going to sprint right by him out of the gate. The only other horse that runs faster than him on the inside is Wells Bayou. He's going to have maybe eight, nine other horses with the same type of mentality, let the runners, let the speed guys go up front, and we're going to track them down. But he's going to have to, all those horses are going to have to clear for him, get down to the rail to save ground. It'd be impossible for him to run four to five wide all the way around the track, tack on 30, 40% more length to the, you know, to the race, and, and beat these guys. I mean, you can't run a mile and a half and everybody else is running a mile and three sixteenths and expect to get to the finish line first. But I think he's got a real problem, you know, in terms of his positioning, type of horses that are in, in his inside. For him to win, they're going to have to go out really fast. He's going to have to get a perfect trip. And, you know, the odds of him not running into traffic in a 14-horse field, I think are pretty slim. But I do think he has the late legs to get himself into the mix late. I can see him finishing third or fourth. Okay. Okay. Let's see here. And then I, we also have yeah. – uh, go ahead, sorry. No, no, go, go. To say there, there's a big bias on these long races, too, at, at fairgrounds with the, with the one horse. I think they win around 19 20%. And Major Fed uh, finished second behind Modernist in the Risen Star Stakes. He was making up ground late. He's not one of those horses that's going to start way, way, way in the back. He'll be in the middle closer to the front and say an enforceable will. So I would suspect that you know, he'll be in striking range. He has the advantage of the post rail that wins at 19%. And he's not that bad. Uh, he's a major fed. I think he's eight to one, just like our top choice, mm-hmm. Wells Bayou. So our top three picks are Wells Bayou, Modernist, Major Fed. Modernist with the lowest odds is six to one. Wells Bayou and Major Fed eight to one. We see enforceable, you know, in that top four mix at seven to two. And uh, I, you know, I, <laughs> after our last conversation, which seems so long ago with all that's gone on in the country since. Yeah. And you, you emailed me uh, King, what was his name, King Guillermo or something like that? Something like that, yeah. Uh, There's a long shot. Yeah. yeah. 49, you know, 49 to 1 or something like that. And, uh, you know, I, I I felt kind of bad because I withheld from you guys. It was in our alternative pick, our second alternate pick, Uh-oh. you know, for the folks who actually buy our picks. So yeah. uh, I'm not going to hold back on you this time. Our, you know, our, our alternative picks are silver data, 6 to 1. In New York traffic, if he has the legacy up there at 15 to 1. So I felt, you know, I was like, man, if I had just thrown that horse out there, maybe someone would have just put it in a box or something and, you know, celebrated all the way to the bank. Oh, it's okay. Shit happens, man. I was just like, wow, I couldn't believe he, I, that was a hell of a payout on that one. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times that happens to me. Like I go through it and there's a long shot that's like my fifth. Start in these really high quality races. And you're splitting hairs between which horses you like more than the others, and yet you have to make a decision because you know your job is to put them in order. And uh, you know, in, in a lot of times, you think to myself, you know, why didn't I just put them forth? But you know, <laughs> it's, uh, hindsight's always perfect, right? I can't be right. McFly. Right. No. No. Well, cool. 
Let's see. That Wells Bayou, I wanted to ask you about him because it's got Brad Cox. We've never talked about Brad Cox before that I recall, but he does really well down there at the fairgrounds. Yeah, he's one of those kind of regional trainers who does well wherever he goes to. Uh-huh. So, yeah, you know, his horses definitely do well in, uh, in, in fairgrounds, uh, the Louisiana circuit. And I think that he's definitely a, a very good trainer. He's got a very good horse. And if the horse runs the race, I think it can run, then the players are going to get pretty good odds. And considering, you know, what's available to bet on, the horse racing is pretty much the only only show in town. So let's hope that uh, you know, one of the one of the benefits of being home is that we can actually pick some nice winners and fatten up our bankrolls for when you know basketball and football and baseball and everything else finally get back on uh, on the playing field. That sounds like a good plan. Hopefully, it happens sooner rather than later. Yeah, we'll start this Saturday. I hope. Yeah, well, for yeah. today. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, like baseball and football. I want them to come back, you know, and basketball. <laughs> oh, I miss it. Yeah, you think that you think they're going to play the NBA Finals or no? I think they'll figure out a way to make it happen. Yeah, I think they will. Yeah, September should be fun. I mean, you might have an NBA Finals to start in the NFL, Major League Baseball going on, and the NHL Finals. Yeah, going the Triple Crown races, and you know what we're lacking today, we'll have a you know a sensory overload in uh, around Labor Day. I like it. I like it. Keep keep that optimistic viewpoint, Rich. Yeah, it's just all gonna pass, man. All right. Yeah, I think so. So, Rich, are you? Are you? We've joked about looking at our stock port, ports. How, how are you holding up over there? You know, I, it's funny you ask because I do uh, some stock work too on the side mm-hmm. for uh, for a site, and I keep track of a lot of things. And one of the things I I think from looking at the markets, it looks a lot like 2008 to me versus 2001. You know the uh, dot com crash and the nine eleven, but I think we probably have more downside in the short term. But one thing that stands out to me is insiders, the folks who are running corporate America, they're buying stocks like crazy. So, if you're familiar with the rules, you know the SEC insiders can buy stock and they have to hold it for six months. So they're looking at their companies, right, and the state of their companies, and they they're saying that. And many of the prices have dropped since they were buying, you know, two, three, you know, 10, 15% ago. And they're saying, I think six months out, uh, my stock price is going to be higher than where it is today. It went from maybe having 500, 600 people buying a week to five, 600 people buying in a day. So, or purchases per day. So it's, it's really gone up inside of buying aggressively. So, I would say that the you know, people who run in publicly traded companies think that within the next six months, this is all going to pass. A good friend of mine is a CEO of probably the worst business to be a CEO of right now. He's in cruise ships. And uh, you know, he just says that you know, they, you know, it's, it's basically burnt up now that it's so bad, it's easy to make decisions because there's only one decision to make. And uh, he seems to think that, you know, everything kind of rebound too in the not too distant future. So fingers crossed that, you know, this, this flattening the curve stuff actually works. We're able to get into the summer. It proves to be seasonal. And, you know, by the fall, when it might reemerge, we'll be better equipped to deal with it and go about our lives as though it's the regular flu. Hey, I like it. I like that. Oh, man. Is there anything else we need to uh, touch on, Rich, or be good? 
that, that's about it. I think, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, horse racing, like I said, it's, it's the only place left to go. It's not just Australian rules football. And, of course, we got the races covered every day. And, you know, feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions. Um, same time, we certainly hope all your vets go well. And that, you know, more importantly, people listening, that their families are healthy and that their loved ones are healthy and that when this all passes, you know, our families are attacked the way they were before it all started. No, good advice. Yeah, and if you want to reach out to the guys, it's guaranteetipsheet.com. The link is in the description here. It's over on our website. We put we put Rich, uh, you know, as an honorary DJ in there on the Wall of Fame. So <laughs> just click it and go. Fantastic. Good luck at the races. Good luck with your portfolios and stay healthy. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents.